November 2nd, 1983. Ronald Reagan signs bill creating Martin Luther King Day. Eyewitnesses say while signing, Reagan hissed and his hand exploded steam. Welcome to The Revisionists. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. Uh, and hey, joining us uh, for a very special, uh, very m- much physically closer than I'm used to recording. We're sharing uh, a microphone like Motley Crue. <laughs> Byron Grab, everyone. Thank you. Happy uh, Hollow Day. Sam Hain? Is it still Sam Hain? Uh, yeah. yeah, still Sammy Hain. Um, Speaking yep. of Motley Crue, they were better when Sammy Hain was done. <laughs> yes. You know what? Sammy Hain was one of my uh, dorm mates in college. He lived on the same floor. <laughs> Every night with that fucking guy. Mm-hmm. He can only head. drive 55. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Marilyn Manson blaring, weed smell coming heavily off the room. So a real cool guy is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. But he only smoked his weed out of pumpkins. It was weird. <laughs> oh, okay. That, that's that's what makes it fucking Halloween-y. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what it means when they say get stoned hey, out of your gourd. Exactly. God damn it. <laughs> Evolve with the time. Sammy Hayne uh, I'll has see evolved. myself out. <laughs> no, I loved it. I guess you can smoke weed out of a pumpkin. I don't know. I am not the weed expert here. No, you um, could. I mean, I don't think it. Whoa, 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 I'm sorry, Brian. Are you saying you're not the weed expert here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, I mean, as <laughs> we could be in a room with, you know, Bill Maher and Tommy Chong and. <laughs> what an Doug awful Benson. room. <laughs> okay, it's it's. A little better, but it sounds like the worst room still. Past Mainly because Bill Maher's in it. Yeah. Fully yeah, past yeah. its prime. <laughs> <laughs> I just spent four days at Livewell University, so I am a bit of a weed expert. Oh, no. Do they call it that? They call it that. Oh, oh yeah. no. They have an insignia. <laughs> <laughs> What's it? Describe the insignia. Uh, it's a shield. And there's a weed leaf in it. And <laughs> Natch, and a, I guess. And a kiwi because the owner, John Lord, is from New Zealand. I mm. suspect this insignia does not date back to the 1700s. <laughs> no, uh, I'm going to say circa 2009. I'm going to. Okay. Is there any Latin incorporated into it? Oh, man. I would. Carpe cannabis. <laughs> it makes me wonder, you know. Why don't people just make up insignias now? Is there some reason? Is there some way it's being prevented? I can make my own insignia. Yeah, you can make your own fucking like signet ring and seal documents with it. Like I tried to do in middle school, but it doesn't like. The thing is, people don't like it now as much. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be like a shield. And it's like, I watched The Wire nine times. (laughs) Um, there's a broken vial in one corner yeah (laughs) i uh submitted some creative stories to a magazine that got rejected (laughs) oh man i could i could emblazon that upon my family's heraldry uh well uh listeners we are uh in this is the second episode of our yeah he lives (laughs) Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is the second episode of our uh, Sam Hain spooktacular. Yeah, negative um, four days till Halloween in the Halloween <laughs> 3 jam. Negative four days till Halloween. Halloween. I think it's negative two, but still. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, this is, 
This is the third of more November. Like 364 days until Halloween. Oh yeah, but that doesn't scan as well in the song. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The meter. You have to account for the meter. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're trying to get back to the Halloween you missed. That's what we're trying to do here. Yeah. Oh yes. Um. Yeah. Even though it's November second by your human clocks, it's a uh, fucking. It's always Halloween here. Yeah, uh, here it's only November 1st, still after <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're uh, recording this in a cemetery. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh we don't we don't talk about the cemetery part here. Uh that's why rent is so reasonable. It, uh, it brings the ghosts us, if you talk about yeah. it. <laughs> it's a history podcast and we have to be in touch with history. Mm-hmm. What better way than to be surrounded by by the dead. They can fact check us live. Or dead yeah. is how, as, if, you, if you'd rather. Like, that's not how it went. <laughs> I'm yeah, the Zach. Brian is the Baggins. Together. <laughs> we have our ghost adventures. God damn it. <laughs> oh, God. Listeners, what we typically do on the show is uh, each episode we take a topic from history. One person presents the official... Ghost uh, approved version of events that they get from their fucking government ass Ouija board. Uh, and then a second braver soul comes up with uh, a s- alternate history that, you know, might anger a ghost. Might uh, Only the damned beloved the alternate version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the version of the lost. Um, y'all, I'm losing my, <laughs> I'm losing my fucking mind. Um, we are recording this in our new uh, studio for now. Uh, My just studio spent... remains the same. Yes. It's a one bedroom, not a studio. God. <laughs> Fucking damn it, Graham. You did it again. You, you magnificent son of a bitch. I don't like you, don't but God damn it, I respect you. <laughs> I like you. Um, uh, <laughs> just to be clear. Uh, and so my brain is shot from moving. Um and also, we're recording this the night before it's released. So And the night after Halloween. And the night after Halloween. Uh, so who knows what kind of editing I won't be able to do this episode. <laughs> Max hangovers, You're minimal editing. <laughs> it's, yeah. the, it's the perfect fucking storm. <laughs> I did, uh, I learned a relevant fact about... Uh, <laughs> About well, no, they, I was I was doing Stick or Treat, and I, I was Oscar Wilde, and I was reading about Oscar Wilde, and I learned that he and Bram Stoker courted the same woman, and she ended up marrying Bram Stoker because Oscar, Oscar Wilde, Wilde yeah. wasn't sincere about it. Yeah, say that. yeah, I was gonna say half-hearted effort at yeah. best. <laughs> but yeah, I, you don't think of them as being contemporaries, but they totally were. They were Irish writers of the late 1800s. Yeah, uh, I mean, and given the way Oscar Wilde wrote wrote his female characters, <laughs> I can imagine that uh, there were plenty of problems with that courtship, other than him not being attracted to women. He thought pregnant women were especially icky. <laughs> yeah, that was his exact... I think that's from the importance of being earnest. Um... <laughs> Listeners, last on our uh, previous Halloween episode, uh, we discussed the Smalls Lighthouse incident slash tragedy, uh, and the alternate uh, has come out the victor uh, of both the listener and the judge's vote. Yeah. And, so- and since then, I've seen the alternate alternate of the Dave Eggers film, The Lighthouse. So Robert Eggers. 
Robert Eggers. Dave Eggers is a writer who did uh, whatever. Heartbreaking work of staggering Heartbreaking genius. Heartbreaking work of staggering yeah. genius, yes. And then a bunch of books that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Including Heartbreaking work of staggering genius. No, that's but we'll, good. It's fine. <laughs> it's... It's like a it's like a Boondock Saints type of thing where if you like it for at a certain age, sure. like you'll probably end up being cool. But if you like it past uh, that age, it's like, what I are you doing? I haven't checked back in since I was seventeen. Yeah. So after exactly. this is a sneak preview. After episode one hundred, it's just going to be us talking about works of art and saying whether they sucked <laughs> or whether they were good. The Mona Lisa. Fuck it. Heads up, Huck Finn. We're coming for you. <laughs> Uh, Some people say too many N-words. I say not enough. How about that? (laughs) Remember, I can't edit this one, guys. I like your position of, it's not that Huck Finn is a great work of art. It's that it's good, but there needs to be no more N-words in it. Spice it up. (laughs) Spice it up, Twain. (laughs) If that is your real name, it's not. (laughs) Um... Before we go further into this, Jesus, uh, this uh, this episode we're going to be talking about uh, a little fella by the name of uh, Vlad the Impaler, and, and uh, contrary to uh, tradition, uh, Z- both Zach and I will be doing the histories, Zach will be doing the actual, I'll be doing the alternate, and Byron will be here to uh, add some spice to our pudding. No uh, N-words, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> That's, again, the revisionist guarantee. Don't, don't make promises you can't uphold, Byron. <laughs> We've done more than one podcast for you, and there's a lot of editing. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. <laughs> it- you release the outtakes when I try and run for office. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a fucking someone dropped a mic at a fucking Miami golf club. If you run on the Republican ticket, there is no problem. <laughs> That's, it's so easy to be a, like. There's no barrier to entry. You just got to be white and no criminal record. And even like the white collar record, crimes, probably yes. negoti- negotiable. This is probably negotiable. Yeah, negotiable. Uh, yeah. That's the that's the Republican Party slogan. <laughs> White collar crime is negotiable. <laughs> Republican twenty twenty. And the secret slogan is white collar crimes encouraged. Yeah. <laughs> the elephant in the room is endemic racism. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, to our Republican listeners, don't why be <laughs> Just don't be here or listen or be yourselves. It's I don't know. so much nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the 80s. It's not even the 2000s anymore. It's so much. Didn't we convince them last time they can vote by wishing? I feel like yes, we need I to set that, was... that out again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. Uh, well, Zach, if you're all ready for the actual history of Vlad the Impaler, yes. uh, take it away. A.K.A. Vlad Vlad Trapes, Trapes, Trapes. I've heard a lot, a couple of pronunciations. I think it's uh, Crapes. I think it's. <laughs> yeah, He's Vlad Trapesing around the battlefield, all those dead Ottoman soldiers. <laughs> Old Vlad was born in Transylvania, uh, according to most accounts, between 1428 and 1431. Location and date a little disputed. Uh, he was the younger brother of. Um, Radu the Handsome is the name that his older brother had. <laughs> nice. Uh, 
which is a lot to live up to, I feel like. When you get impaler and your brother gets handsome, <laughs> it's like, we know who the favorite is, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna keep uh, impaling flies on toothpicks. See if you go look. out and do some impaling, you ugly piece of shit. <laughs> uh, he was technically Vlad the Third. His father was Vlad the Second. Vlad, uh, a name he gave him himself was Vlad Dracul. Uh, because he was part of the Order of the Dragon, an Antiman, anti-Ottoman Empire order uh, uh, based out of Hungary. Um, and Dracul, dragon, they're the same word. Dracula actually means son of the dragon. Um, mm-hmm. And his father was the leader of uh, Wallachia starting in 1436, a few years after his birth. Um and Vlad II, he opposed the Ottoman Empire, but was not as forceful as his son would eventually be. Less impaling. Um, so less of a dragon. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actually a lot of swapping sides in this story, and there's a lot of people named Vlad, so be prepared for that. Has <laughs> <laughs> a um, nice guy ever been named Vlad? It's always a Putin and a Dracul. It's never somebody yeah, good. never... <laughs> I'll I'll find a good Vlad. Uh, So, uh, 1442, Vlad II, with his two sons, comes to Hungary uh, to discuss the relationship between the nations, and his whole family is imprisoned upon arriving. Um, Vlad II is released, but his sons, Radu and Vlad, later the Impaler, are held prisoner... (laughs) Uh, for several long years to ensure that Vlad II will be uh, loyal to to the Ottoman Empire. Even so, Vlad II uh, supports King Vadislas of Poland against the Ottoman Empire in 1444 and is convinced that because of this action, his sons have been either mutilated or murdered. Um, did not happen. Both of them are fine. And in 1446, uh, Vlad II, again, after a failing war, recognizes the Sultan of the Ottoman Empire's power, and eventually his sons are returned to him. So, now we have uh, John Hunyandi of Transylvania. Uh, He's the ruler of Transylvania. He's a friend of Vlad II. He's Vlad II's cousin. As a matter, uh, actually, he's he's a friend of Vlad II, and he decides that Vlad II's cousin, Dan II, <laughs> first guy uh, ever named Dan was his father. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, just sorry to interrupt. I've looked up a list of famous Vlads. Um, not really. Lenin. Uh, Nabokov, maybe. I don't know if he was a good dude. Uh, he was a good dude. I'm getting the thumbs up from Jen Kolick. Nabokov, you're a good Vlad. He's you're dead Humbert now. Humbert. He created that <laughs> yeah. character. Yeah, he is, he is definitely not that. We don't need to <laughs> get into that. But also, looking- That was an autobiography. <laughs> a yeah. good dude idolized by shitty pedophiles. <laughs> Um, also looking at a list of famous flads, it's like looking at a picture of a bunch of potatoes people glued eyes on. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Russia, come at me. 
So uh, John Hyundai of Transylvania says, I think that Dan II should be the next leader of Wallachia after Vlad the Two dies. <laughs> Vlad the Two. Vlad the Two. <laughs> Vlad the Second. I'm just. Vlad Dose. I got numbers. I got Back in the sim- saddle. <laughs> the legend of Curly's gold. <laughs> Vlad and sure, electric boogaloo. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> the the two towers. Um. So eventually, that same year, fourteen forty six, Vlad the Second actually is murdered in an unrelated incident, uh, not by Dan the Second, and Dan the Second's son, uh, who is now the heir to the throne, is also named Vladislav. Vladislav the Second. So Dad <laughs> Vlad the Second, cousin of Vlad. The second has a son named Vladislav the second, and that's where we're at in history right now. They're just switching Vlads over here. Yeah, you thought this Clinton Bush shit was fucking ridiculous. We're all Dan's and Vlads over here. <laughs> yeah, that's the fucking Transylvanian version of guys and dolls. Yeah. So Vlad uh, the second, um, a.k.a. Vlad the Impaler, attempts to take over Wallachia uh, with an Ottoman regiment in 1448. Vladislav II, his opponent, with a similar name, um, (laughs) returns and uh, Vlad the Impaler is forced temporarily into exile. Uh, But even though he used their forces, Vlad II is secretly not a fan of the Ottoman Empire, who in you might remember... Uh, held him captive for several years. <laughs> um, he ex- he is in exile in Moldavia for a while. Uh, John Hyundai of Transylvania denies Vlad II the right to return to Wallachia, saying that the Boyers, uh, which is a regal title, it's sort of like uh, prince or duke or something like that, mm-hmm. um, of Wallachia are next in line to rule. So before, sometime before 1456, um, Hyundai and Vlad actually become allies again for reasons unknown. And uh, Vlad is tasked with defending Transylvania, does so super successfully, and then returns to Wallachia uh, with Hungarian support this time and kills and replaces Vladislav II, becoming the official ruler of Wallachia. Um, as a ruler, he is <laughs> known as being pretty unkind. <laughs> uh, I he thought you were just going to say an impaler. Yeah. <laughs> that is part of it. He definitely kills all the boyers who theoretically have a claim to the throne, um, often by impalement. Uh, one account says that he invites all the boyers to his castle uh when he becomes ruler and once for a for a fancy dinner to mend wounds you know to 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 create a greater alliance and once they are there imprisons them and forces them to work as slaves repairing the castle until they die (laughs) the ones that do not die before the task is done are impaled i should say when i say impaled (laughs) <laughs> the way we often think of impalement now may not be the way they think of it then we need to um, disrupt our notions of impaling yeah. you need to get back to basics of impaling <laughs> Fucking a, a, a new impaling paradigm 
Impale like our forefathers impaled. (laughs) Oftentimes, what was done was one of your feet was tied to one horse. Another foot was tied to another horse. Uh, There was a wooden beam rounded, not spiked at the top. That was placed, uh, you could guess where... Taint level. The taint area. Yeah, somewhere on the taint where there was a natural opening. They did, uh... Well, no, that's the thing about the taint. There's not a natural opening. Well, there is one uh, due south of the taint. Uh, about an inch south. Um, As the crow flies. Slowly inserted, put up through the mouth. People, people because they did not... Uh, puncture organs by using the rounded top sometimes survived this process no and were set upright and just left to die sometimes over a course of days so when we say impaling <laughs> it's even worse than you thought yeah when, kids when your grand when your grandparents talk about impaling back in their day remember this is what they were talking about <laughs> Yeah, uphill both ways in snow is an understatement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uphill, except it's up. Anyway. The stake went the stake went downhill one way and then uphill the next day because they rotated your body. <laughs> uh, some reports claim uh, that he also killed many of the poor of Wallachia to in- improve their economy, to... To improve the conditions of living, sort of a very authoritarian view of how things work. The original purge. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> I was going to say Thanos, but I'm... <laughs> uh, that's not in, in, that's not totally verified. So just so you know, that's just a thing that was said about him. Um. So, uh, meanwhile, if you remember old Vladislav the uh, Second, son of Dan the <laughs> Second. <laughs> his brother Dan the Third, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> uh, also makes a claim that he is the rightful ruler. Um, and there is also another claim somewhere else in the world that uh, an illegitimate half brother to Vlad the Impaler, named Vlad the Monk. <laughs> <laughs> Could also be a theoretical ruler. Vlad the Monk never makes any action to to actually claim his throne. But I just wanted to throw more Vlads in there because <laughs> there's Too so many Vlads. Many Vlads. They're so all many Vlads over. is premiering on CBS uh, this fall. Um, so basically, eventually, uh, John Hyundai dies in 1456, non- not long after uh, the Impaler takes power. Um, his son, Ladislav, pushes Dan III to, uh, fight Vlad and take over, but, uh, a separate Ladislav, King Ladislav, <laughs> King Ladislav of Hungary, not the same as Ladislav Hyundai, um, actually likes, uh, Vlad and together, uh, they kill Ladislav Hyundai. Vlad takes Transylvania uh, during the Hungarian Civil War and becomes the ruler of Transylvania, allegedly executing many men, women, and children by impalement while he uh, sort of runs the town and takes over takes over all of Transylvania. 
Also, during this time uh, and during his subsequent action against the Ottoman Empire, he is uh, described to have been one of the first pioneers of biological warfare. Um he <laughs> just the the tone of voice with which you said it. He finds people in uh, his own uh, lands that are afflicted with uh, infectious diseases. He dresses them as the enemy and sends them over to enemy camps to spread disease among enemy camps, which is apparently very effective. Um, but yeah, early biological warfare. Uh, Vlad the Impaler. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dan the Third is exiled in a peace treaty. Uh, and there is peace uh, for the time between all of Hungary and Wallachia. Uh, there are problems with certain merchants whom um, Vlad kills when they try to uh, rip off his own merchants by impalement and burning. But peace is eventually restored. Relation with the Ottomans falls apart uh, for reasons not quite known. Uh, Vlad goes ahead and kills numerous traitorous Ottoman officials at this time. This is at the point where uh, certain diplomats from the Ottoman Empire are said to have come to Vlad's palace to negotiate peace. And it's rumored that while they were there... Vlad had his Garden of the Impaled, where he would sometimes take dinner. <laughs> when you're there, you're family. Yeah. And and in front of these diplomats, drank the blood of one of his impaled victims, scaring away the diplomats. <laughs> Reasonably, I, th- I would say. Don't yeah. accept an invitation to this guy's house is yeah. the moral of the story. Either he's going to drink blood and weird everybody out, or he's going to shove a beam through you. Uh, so Mehmed, of the Ottoman, Mehmed, the king of the Ottoman Empire, tries to install Radu, you may remember, Radu the Handsome, as the king mm, Radu of... Radu the Handsome. <laughs> as the king of the Ottoman Empire. Uh... This is a pretty effective attack against Vlad. There's a scorched earth retreat. There's a botched attempt to kill King Mehmed at his camp. Uh, Vlad himself tries to sneak into the camp. And while he manages to escape, he does not manage to kill the king. He tried to sneak in, but he was carrying a giant impalement beam behind him. And that was a dead giveaway. Yeah. It took four men and they (laughs) (laughs) just kept bumping into things. Vlad uh, retreats to the Carpathian Mountains, and and Radu is recognized as the ruler of Wallachia. Um, Vlad is then imprisoned in Hungary after Hungary refuses to help him, and he present and Hungary presents forged letters to the Pope, trying to justify his imprisonment because Vlad is actually considered a uh, a friend to Catholicism. <laughs> Um, the Ottoman Empire is a heretical like a empire and Wallachia is a Catholic empire in many regards they liked the way he impaled those children yes exactly so yeah (laughs) that's our move (laughs) the the level popes had a very low bar for what was an acceptable Catholic for a long time (laughs) this pope is kind of an exception like he kicked out Trump most popes would be like nah he's good (laughs) <laughs> um, 
So he uh, is in, indeed held captive in Hungary for uh, several years um, on the false the false uh, pretense that he was uh, a friend of the Ottoman Empire and would betray Hungary. Uh, the next 15 years of his life, not much known, he was a captive. Um, Vlad openly converts to Catholicism, even though his country was mostly Catholic at some point this time. And uh, his claim to the throne is acknowledged, but not restored. So before this, he was like more like spiritual, but not religious. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was some assumedly Christian religion. As anti-Christian as vampires are, this dude was mostly a pretty Christian dude. Yeah. And he found those loopholes in the Bible pretty easily because they're all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, uh, there's nowhere in the rule book that says you can't impale a bunch of people. Uh, can't stick a rounded pulse up someone's ass. Bible doesn't say. <laughs> well, Leviticus, nothing? Okay, cool. Let's do this. Oddly enough, the Bible does outlaw dogs from playing basketball. So. <laughs> That's the one place where they really covered their ground. That's the thing. Airbud is a Satanist movie. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, during his time in exile, after he was released from exile, he had a modest home. At one point, he allegedly murdered a commander of the guard who entered his home looking for a thief just for not asking his permission before entering his home. <laughs> Don't go to this guy's house. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> He'll just play guitar for you. He'll... As uh, the Ottoman War War uh, ra uh, uh, ramps up, they enlist Vlad, a known and a true military commander to fight against the Ottoman Empire again in 1476. And he's pretty successful. He manages to fight them back, um, though Wallachia is taken by the Saxons at the same time. Vlad is restored to the throne in 1476, very briefly. Uh, Ottoman forces that he had previously fought back return in 1477, and Vlad is allegedly killed and cut into pieces. Um, the alleged tomb where he was supposed to be buried uh, was later exhumed and found only pieces of bones and jaws from horses were in that tomb. He so, was a horse the whole time. <laughs> yeah. He uh, needed I a snack in there. <laughs> <laughs> a few things about his legacy, very briefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these allegations that I have said about his cruelty, um, the degree to which they are true are unclear. Uh, he became a ruler at the same time the, uh, Gutenberg print printing press, uh, came about and a lot of his enemies wrote a lot of stuff about him mm. and some of it was probably true and some of it was probably false and extremely exaggerated. Um, there's like stories in some of these that uh, he met some monks and impaled them just to help them get to heaven and then impaled and then impaled their donkey for braying too much when they died. Like, oh, poor donkey. And it's unclear if that's true. Like while he's imprisoned, there's stories that he stuck rats on pieces of wood just because he didn't want to like get rusty and impaled, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking 10,000 hours. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I see a top impaling shape. There's a story <laughs> that Turkish uh, messengers came to his hall at one point, and because of their religion, they refused to remove their turbans to show uh, deference to him as the ruler of his land. So he nailed the turbans to their head uh, to make sure they could never remove them again. Uh, mm. There's a story that while he was ruler of Wallachia, he so abhorred crime and uh, unlawfulness in his city that he left a golden cup at a fountain in the center of the town and it was never stolen because people so feared the punishment for taking it. Um, he's remembered as a hero in Romania for restoring order to a town that was in shambles before his time. Um, Bram Stoker, who wrote Dracula, mm. uh, obviously took the name from Vlad, uh, the Impaler, a.k.a. Vlad Dracula. Um, <laughs> Dracula. Hey, I'm Vlad Dracula. I do think that the accent is a little less Dracula and a little more like Dracula, Dracula, something like that. Hey, I'm Vlad Dracula. I live in Tempe, Arizona. <laughs> How can I get you into an infinity today? <laughs> <laughs> if you act now, we'll impale you with you this act, infinity. If you act even faster, we won't impale you. <laughs> if you act medium fast, we'll half impale you. <laughs> take the take the stake home for free. It's part of the problem. You want to be one of these wavy guys in front of our uh, car dealership? <laughs> we'll stick one up to your stomach, and then you can just wave around. <laughs> yeah, that's where those come from. That's where those were invented. Um, yeah, uh, Bram didn't do a lot of research into the actual Vlad Dracula. He heard pieces of myth. He heard the name, and he created the character. But uh, that is the story of uh, Vlad Dracula... Uh, Vlad Trapes, Vlad the Impaler, whatever you want to call him. Uh, ruler of Walshalia. Uh, Zach, thank you. Sorry, I'm pulling something up. Um, so, as you said, uh, Stoker didn't take a lot, really, beyond, uh, his name and some elements of his backstory, uh, for his novel Dracula. Um... For my alternate history, which I will remind everyone, I wrote literally like two hours ago. <laughs> uh, I ignored that completely. So, um, you know, uh, we start with a, a, a guest arriving at uh, Dracula's castle uh, or Castle Dracula or fucking Dracula house uh, in the fraternity version of uh like the animal house version of it. Drac Delta Delt. Yeah. Oh, Drac's a total Delt. Uh, I am pledging Dracula this year. <laughs> oh, man. You Are don't you going to... Sigma? I'm going Dracula. <laughs> hey, guys, I bring the cake of blood. You guys Blah. don't like blood? Blah. Pledge week. Blah. It's so hard. I am the coolest guy at this party. You must You must let me join fraternity, hey, yes? Please, please. I carry this lemon in your taint. Can I shotgun this freshman with you guys? <laughs> we'll punch a hole in him. Blah. Blah. It's about networking. <laughs> I love we all did our, our best. <laughs> Bella Lugosi there. <laughs> uh, um, 
So the uh, the guest is there to uh, help Vlad Dracul, um, you know, figure out some real estate deals in London. At this point, still in the fraternity house, he spelled it Dracul. Yeah. No, that's what it said on his door. Yeah. I'm too Dracul for school. (laughs) Hey, have you heard the latest (laughs) O-A-R? Play. It was the craziest game of poker. <laughs> In this context, the poker is something that I shove through somebody's <laughs> ass. It was crazy. <laughs> Friends. <laughs> Children of the night. <laughs> um so yeah, and uh what the um the real estate agent, uh, whose name was, uh, let's call him uh, Jonathan Jarker, uh, what he he didn't know was that um, Vlad Dracul was uh, really the world's first, uh, like, mustache guy. Not even um, an accurate retelling of the actual <laughs> novel, because the real estate agent was Renfield. <laughs> well, no, but then a fucking Harker, well, Harker is like his backup, right? Harker meets him once he comes to England. No, Harker goes to Harker goes to Romania because uh, Renfield like disappears. Oh, I think you you might be right. Yes, in the original story, I think that's right. I did read this last semester for my vampire films class. <laughs> um, any anyway, uh, they have uh, they have like a dinner, and you know he's starting to drop clues about like he would like Harker to talk about his mustache. Um, it's like I I do not drink wine uh, because it gets stuck in my mustache. Blah. And also, uh, we have so many natty ices. <laughs> <laughs> I love Frat Dracula. Frat Dracula is my favorite. Um, Fratula, please. <laughs> um. So there's a an encounter in the library, and finally. Uh, Vlad, after a couple days, just like asked him, so, uh, what do you think of my mustache? He's like, oh, yeah, it looks like you put a lot of work into it. Because uh, he's just trying to fish for a compliment because no one wants to talk to a fucking mustache guy. Um, he's like, oh, yeah, it was for a Halloween costume 12 years ago. I dressed as Freddie Mercury. Um, it was for an office party, but now that we're doing Fratula, I don't... Uh, it was for, like, a fucking... I guess that would have been like a junior high dance, I guess. Um, they probably had a theme party that was like 80s theme or something. Yeah, like 80s, 70s, 80s yeah, theme. 1480s. Yeah, 1480s. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, sorry. It was Frederick Mercury the first. Uh, he was a bard. Um, Son of Dan the third. Uh, ironically, his group uh, still called Queen. Um, Thou shan't stop me now. <laughs> 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 Rubenesque girls make the <laughs> make the world go. For um, God damn it! Anyway, uh, this is all the same, basically. Uh, Strangely, Bohemian Rhapsody, same title, same yeah. same title. <laughs> um, uh, there's uh, three men with goatees, uh, who are, but Dracula keeps them from like putting a goatee on Harker. He's like, back, he's mine. Um, you should grow a mustache. I'm a real mustache guy. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, what brief bullet points I wrote down. I'm even like <laughs> speeding through those. Um, 
So Harker wakes up one day with a wound on his neck, uh, dripping with uh, mustache wax and beard oil. Um, He uh, eventually sees out the window a crew of uh, Romani uh, packing carts uh, full of uh, dirt and coffins. uh, And he tries to get them to carry a letter to his beloved Mina. uh, But he notices that they all have like really fucking like fancy ass mustaches again. And they all ride off on e-scooters. Um, I've lived in Denver too long. Um, eventually he climbs out the window, uh, he, and after he's recovered, uh, he sees, uh, in London, uh, like Gary Oldman walking around, uh, with a familiar mustache and now a beard. So he's kind of like gotten worse. Um, I wrote down Oscar Wilde to like, see if I can improv an Oscar Wilde (laughs) thing with it. Uh, again, I've been moving for two straight weeks. Um, so, yeah, that's the alternate history of Vlad the Impaler. He just uh, liked first, mustaches. The first guy who was, like, too into his own mustache. It was the story of I Dracula. he was going to bite Harker, and then Harker would grow a mustache. God like. damn it, I, should, I did mean to do or that, just, I forgot. Like Mina, Mina could grow a mustache, right? <laughs> yeah, no, Lucy, Lucy has a mustache, that's the thing, and it's, like, devastating, because, like, four people are in love with her, and they, like, can't get over that, because they're it fucking could be uptight. Like, a story about transphobia, gender norms. <laughs> yeah, or just like fucking whatever. Do what your body wants. Grow a mustache or whatever. I thought you were coming down pretty strictly anti-mustache here. Buddy. Yeah, I was, but like, fuck it, man. Life is short. <laughs> I, just, I did a real 360. Also, like, we had like three maintenance guys in our apartment when I was trying to write, so I got kind of distracted and self-conscious. Um... All that going (laughs) every new sentence. (laughs) Yeah, no, I did that out loud to help me get into character. (laughs) The notebook he was reading out of it just said, and there were 30 A's, nothing else. <laughs> well, I also I like that he's almost saying his name. It was like I'm Vlad, Vlad, I'm Vlad, no, Craig like, is my name. I think Brian himself, and no one's listening. He's like Vlad, Vlad. Oh, I'll leave, guys. Brian's was so simplistic to not have an arc, and mine was so confusing <laughs> that there were fourteen Vlads and eight Dans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to say mine was simplistic is a great compliment because (laughs) mine was written in basically a fugue state. Um, Also, I want to see Sublime with Rome. (laughs) It's just so fun to do that voice. Um, Listeners, before we move on to Judgment, uh, I just want to say, hey, uh, you can... uh, Leave us a, a review on your podcast service of choice. Maybe not for this episode. Uh, <laughs> I thought uh, I did pretty good. No, Zach did well. Uh, Zach did well. My brain is tapioca pudding. I pronounced uh, right. Wallachia like four different ways, but otherwise. I think it's Wallachia. That's Wallachia. always what I thought. Wallachia. Um, I sight read that shit. off of Castlevania. So. <laughs> I think I'm sure you're right. I was sight reading. Yeah. Um, but, uh, if you want to leave a review for Zach's portion of this episode on your podcast service of choice, that would be greatly appreciated. It helps drive listeners and it just makes us feel nice. Uh, if you want to like write us a letter, you can do that at revisionistpodcast.com. 
uh, go to the contact page and use that form. I'm trying not to burp on the mic so I don't have to edit it out. Uh, I have I'll not done it. you the same service. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also interact with us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Revisionist Podcast. Um, before we move on, Byron, uh, was there anything you wanted to plug about? Uh, yeah, November 29th, Designated Drunkard is coming back. This time we are at the Irish Snug on Colfax. Oh, tight. That's okay. the day after Thanksgiving. You'll all be in town visiting your lame families. That's exactly right. With no uh, obligations. The day of <laughs> obligation will be over. So uh, take your lame families to Designated Drunkard because that's a very fun show. Oh, I guess it's Black Friday. That might be the easiest way to put it. Oh yeah. no! Yeah, have oh, an what, awkward Mark Twain over here. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> have an yeah. awkward night with your friends from high school you haven't seen for four years. <laughs> Actually, our show might be the ideal way. I was going to say, get yeah, hammered by in the game. <laughs> uh, do you want to describe the game real quick? Uh, yeah, it, it's a t- typical comedy show, except there's a sign of prompts behind you. So, uh, you know, for example, if if you mention uh, the Harry Potter house. People take a drink, mm-hmm. and so the audience uh, enjoys getting involved, and uh, there's a designated drunkard on stage, hence the name. Usually it's me. I lead the audience as, as to when to drink, mm-hmm. and seldom remember what happens on the show. <laughs> um, He's heard good things secondhand. I feel like I've heard it. people have fun at that show, and I'd like to experience it while I'm still making memories <laughs> Um, Zach, did you want to mention anything? Yeah, actually I do. Um, previous guest of the show and person I live with and date, Shannon Camp, <laughs> um, uh, has a new podcast. Uh, it's a, an audio drama, a modernization of the book Little Women that is coming out week by week with interstitial stories that are like contemporary accounts of the time, the circumstances in which the book was written, and Louisa May Alcott's life. Uh, it'll be coming out in two parts, leading up to Christmas and the release of Greta Gerwig's Little Women movie, and then the second part coming out after that. I play a moderately large part in that. Uh, Lori, if you saw the 1990s Winona Ryder, Christian, Christian Bale played that part in that version. Did you have to lose 30 pounds? <laughs> I did. You didn't have to, but like. It was an audio drama, but I did actually, for every episode, radically change my weight. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're very method. That's the thing. Yeah. And, and there was, you know, every episode comes out a week apart. So my What's diet. What's the name was, of the podcast? Uh, it is called uh, Little Women. Um, hey. An audio that's podcast. Easy to yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah! Oh, speaking of podcast, I don't know. You can recognize uh, you can recognize it by its uh, um, it's got a uh, depending on the episode, light pink or light blue background with various objects uh, uh behind it. So, Little mm-hmm. Women, uh, a modern audio drama, Little Women, the podcast. Either of those should get you where you need to go, or look up uh, Shannon Camp for additional certainty. Perfect. Sorry, Byron, you were oh, saying. Oh, no. Uh, the, yeah, the future of Mutiny Book Club is uncertain. <laughs> I, uh, 
Corey Healy moved away and he was kind of our point person. We have like four episodes in the bank that haven't come out. So <laughs> stay tuned, listener. And- in- including one I was on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where we discuss Exhalation by Ted Chiang. No, I think that one did come out. It's the ones before that that haven't. I, well, I think it got posted, but like the audio didn't work. Oh, cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, anywho. As for me, listeners, um, you can always find me on uh, social media. I'm on Twitter at apparently Brian. Um, same on Instagram. I have one other thing to plug. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Uh, I am also on uh, uh, John McCoy, um, uh, brother of Dan McCoy of the Flophouse. He has a uh, podcast about. Uh, books you would read in college or high school called sophomore lit. I was recently on an episode discussing Mrs. Dalloway with him. So yeah, if you want to hear me talk about uh, stream of consciousness literature from the early 1900s. (laughs) Booyah. Jen and I were just discussing James Joyce last night, actually. Yeah. That's Virginia Woolf. That is Virginia Woolf. Yeah, but like stream of consciousness. uh, It is. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Same stream of consciousness kind of thing, though much more tolerable, in my opinion, than yes. a lot of Joyce's writing. Uh, much more. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, can't. St- I am a diehard member of the Wolf Pack, the Virginia <laughs> Wolf Pack, that is. Anyway, I wish I was dead. Now, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot. Of, there's not so many passages where it's just like, yes, 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 and, and all that stuff for, for 14 pages. Yeah. At uh, least it progresses. <laughs> I prefer James Joyce's erotic letters to his wife. Have you, my... If you have not read these listeners, look them up. Because He's real into farting. It's he is, hilarious. That's his thing. Yeah. Um, Speaking of our last... Like fine, fat fellows and quick little merry cracks. Uh, <laughs> I had a bit about it for a while. Speaking, I remember that bit. Speaking of our last episode about uh, the smallest lighthouse incidents, I, I saw the lighthouse... <laughs> And there's a surprising amount of farting in that movie. I I was prepared for... I haven't seen it yet. I'm prepared for the farting because I've seen it in so many reviews. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of farting and masturbating from what I've heard. Oh, yep. Okay. There's a little bit of shit. Some shit. Some scat going on. <laughs> cool. Not as much as farting and masturbating. <laughs> cool. It's a gentleman's third place for <laughs> for scat. Um. Any, anyway... Byron, uh, but you're still less farting and masturbating than uh, if you pledge House Dracool. <laughs> <laughs> Drac Delta Delta. <laughs> Delta Delta. <laughs> I'm on double secret probation. Uh, Byron, you're judging this episode. I don't know how you're going to do it. Uh, as much as I like the idea of bloodborne mustache proliferation the real story is just too crazy like yes. you know even bram stoker watered it down in some ways like this mm-hmm. is an insane story so i'm gonna have to go with real I, history i could see it in in byron's eyes when i was discussing it when i mentioned dan the second he was like i'm interested when i mentioned dan the third <laughs> he was like i'm sold <laughs> yeah it's that fucking dan the third that gets you dan the second gets you in the door though that's a problem your story didn't have enough dance brian <laughs> that is true um 
I will, only one Vlad. <laughs> uh, I will say quick shout out to Kira McKaylin, who was going to be doing the alternate history for this episode, but had to drop. Um, so that's why also mine was sort of thrown together. Um, anyway, okay. but that's going to um, do it for another spooktacular. This call this uh, episode Vlad to the bone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll see myself out. <laughs> you promised to do that earlier and you did not. Well, I hope y'all are spooked sufficiently for another 364 days. Let's account for the leap year. Um because that's the end of the spooktacular. We're back to Hollywood homicide mysteries. And actually, next episode might be a special. Yeah, one. next episode's going to be uh, very special because it's episode 100. Whoa. Um, we got a special guest lined up, special topic. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, thank you, Byron, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Happy Sam Hain, listeners. Th- that's right. Sammy H. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Zach, thank you as always. Yep. Uh, special shout out to our number one fan, Sammy Hayne. <laughs> uh, for everyone here at the Revisionist, I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. Have a good time. What did I say last time? Like werewolves, baby? I don't remember. Yeah, I do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> November 2nd, 1795. The French Directory is created to serve as a revolutionary government. It's like a regular government, but with more tongue. (laughs) Okay. November 2nd, 1936. BBC television service is initiated. Its mission statement, find some way to fuck up Sherlock Holmes. All right. uh, Let me reposition my mic. Okay. November 2nd, 1983. Ronald Reagan signs bill creating Martin Luther King Day. Eyewitnesses say while signing, Reagan hissed and his hand exploded steam. (laughs) Uh, November 2nd, 1936. The BBC is initiated. They still run today, having produced dozens of seasons of TV, sometimes as long as four episodes a season. <laughs> and like finally... You guys both pulled the BBC. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. was not a lot. This... November 2nd, 1959. Penguin Books found not guilty of obscenity for Lady Chatterley's lover. Penguin immediately greenlights Lady Chatterley Does Dallas and Lady Chatterley (laughs) The Vore Chronicles. Oh, no. (laughs) 